Yo, this is Capullo, man. Hey, this is Kim Possible. Sword of Omens, come to my hand. I, Lion-O, command it. Hi, this is Larry Kenny, the voice of Lion-O from the original Thundercats series. Yo, what's up? This is Daniel Logan, the baddest and most darkest bounty hunter on the dark side of the galaxy. Hi, this is Ray Park. I play Darth Maul in The Phantom Menace. Hello, air breathers. This is SpongeBob SquarePants. Hello, podcasters. Yakko Warner here. Hey, God, this is Pinky of Pinky and the Brain. And you're listening to Elegant Weapon. And you know who the biggest elegant weapon is? I can't tell you where it's located, but it's uh, got something to do with me. And you're listening to An Elegant Weapon. And you're listening to An Elegant Weapon. You are listening to An Elegant Weapon. Stay tuned because there's more stuff coming in the galaxy. And you're listening to An Elegant Weapon podcast. Check it out. Listen. Make sure the force is strong. And you are filling your ear holes with An Elegant Weapon, the best podcast on land or sea. Bah! May the force be with you. The only podcast we listen to in the water tower is An Elegant Weapon. So you clearly are among the geniuses of the world. Good night, everybody! And you are listening to an elegant weapon. It's the only thing the brain and I listen to just before we take over the world, which means we listen a lot, because we've never really taken over the world, have we? Oh, well. No. This is Dirk Manning, the writer and creator of Tales of Mystery, Nightmare World, Right or Wrong, a writer's got to create comics, tons of other cool comics, and resources to help creators create comics. But that being said, I'm not here to talk about me right now for a change. I'm here to talk about... An elegant weapon hitting 200 episodes. And I want you to pause and think for a moment as I'm here from Motor City, scratchy voiced. I had the privilege and honor of Jay helping me moderate a right or wrong panel yesterday. And 200 episodes. He moderates other panels, he does other things, he appears on other podcasts with other people. 200. Hundred episodes. I want you to think about all the time invested. Think about the great conversations. Think about the books you've learned about, the creators you've learned about, all the stories, the laughs, things like that. For 200 episodes. This is a monumental feat. It's absolutely amazing. So, Jay Clark, if you're out there or perhaps right in front of me as I'm looking you in the eyes, holding the tape recorder, congratulations, my friend, on 200 And all of you out there, I want you to really reflect back and think about how amazing this is. Continue to support this amazing, amazing, amazing podcaster so we can get another 200, and then another 200, and then another 200, and then from there, talk again about how great he is for a thousand. That's the goal. A thousand. Then we'll really get started. David Hayes hasn't been on my show yet, so he's mad at me. Yeah. It's kind of flattering. You're going to congratulate me on 200 episodes anyways? Congratulations on 200 crappy episodes because I haven't been in one yet. <laughs> right on. We're going to set the bar when I get there, though. Sounds good, man. This is Travis McIntyre, editor-in-chief of Sourcepoint Press, sending out a heartfelt congratulations to my boy Jason Clark of Toronto, Canada, on 200 episodes of the best show on the air, An Elegant Weapon. Hey, I'm Brian Lau. Congratulations on 200 episodes. This is Dan Doherty saying congratulations to An Elegant Weapon for 200 episodes. 200 episodes of An Elegant Weapon? That's like almost as awesome as 201 episodes of An Elegant Weapon. (laughs) 
Congratulations, Jason Clark, on 200 episodes, my favorite show. Congratulations to 200 episodes, Jay. I would love to congratulate you, but no, that's not my thing. I'm Ryan Lee, and you're listening to An Elegant Weapon. Congratulations, An Elegant Weapon. All right, hey, this is Seth DeMoose. Congratulations for An Elegant Weapon on 200 fantastic episodes. This is Kelly O'Hara, and I'd like to congratulate Elegant Weapon on its 200th episode. Hey, this is Jason Uvari. Congratulations to Elegant Weapon on 200 episodes, man. That's awesome. An Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer, and you don't want no part of this shit. An Elegant Weapon for the more civilized age. This is a journey into sound. Elegant Weapon, episode 200. 100, 100, 100. This is JJ, I'm Clark the Jedi Ross. So cool to be back here with you at kids, uh, kids again. 200 episodes. Here we are live from Motor City Comic Con. This is so exciting. I'm sitting with a few friends and guests. I got the other Derek and Tony here from Drunk on Comics this weekend also celebrating their 200th episode. Thanks and birthday. kids, we're making it special. We're doing it up with another cross-pod action because episode 200 of An Elegant Weapon is actually episode 43 of the Ninja Starship podcast as well. Jimmy, how are you doing? Fantastic. Happy to be here. Wonderful to be here. It's amazing to be here. Tony, Derek, how you guys doing? Amazing. A little tired, Same. but holding strong. Wonderful to be here, yes. <laughs> as much enthusiasm as Jimmy has. And uh, something, something bringing it to full circle this week, kids. Uh, go way back to the archives when I was a little itty-bitty podcaster in my basement with an iPhone. Episode 25 of An Elegant Weapon featured a wonderful guest who was so nice and willing to come on. He's here today after also returning on the 100th episode Third time's a charm, milestone guest. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Michael Zapsick. How are you, sir? How the fuck did I get here? Say, I- <laughs> What's going on? All of a sudden, I'm over in my booth, and someone throws a bag over my head, and I wind up in front of a podcasting setup. What's going on? That's how we roll. We call it Gorilla Pod, All man. All right. You well, know, that's Detroit take style. take the bull yeah, by that's the awesome. <laughs> I'm so happy to be back. Thanks for having me. Thank you, sir. The show basically exists because you gave me the confidence to keep going, so... You know, you showed me it was possible. Everyone out there is like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you scumbag I'm going to deal with this ass all week. Stupid Canadian podcasters. Also, returning to the show after a wonderful chat at C2E2, ladies and gentlemen, the merciless one, Ming Chen. How are you? What's going on, everybody? Honored to be here for number 200. Huge milestone. It's really cool. It's been about five years. Like I've said uh, many times this weekend, 
in the basement with a buddy hitting record on the iPhone. Here we are five years later, 200 episodes. Uh, it's led to so much fun stuff over the years. It's incredible. Um, you know, I've, I've got to talk to so many cool people because of this. I never, ever thought I would. Just some quick highlights of guests uh, that I've been so honored to speak to. Uh, Mr. John Ostrander was one of my most favorite episodes I've ever done. Uh, Ray Park's coming up soon. That's something we got special. I've been waiting to do that for a long time. Um, uh, Mr. Mark McKenna has always been a wonderful oh, a friend of the show. Guy. Just an amazing, amazing guy. And uh, all the indies. Uh, there's too many to list, but all the guys, uh, you know, through the years, thank you. Uh, I get a lot of thanks for my support of the indie scene and this, this, and that, but I'd have no one to talk to if it wasn't for them, you know? So it's amazing. How is it for you guys being on the level that you're at now, being able to help the little guy like this? We were the little guy. Actually, you know, I don't think that we would have the audience that we do if it weren't for, you know, Kevin Smith, you know, one of the, the, the big three, as you guys call them, you know, him, Hardwick, and uh, Carolla. Um, he paved the way for us, and he, he gave Ming and me, like, a, a channel for our anger. So that, I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You got to call this one the chromium cover. chromium cover. Number, number 200, the chromium yeah. cover. Because uh, the show, I was, a, I was a fan of I Sell Comics, and that's Thank how you. I got to know you. And listening to you on that is why I was so interested to have you as a guest. And then right around that time, Two crazy things happen in your life. A, you get a TV show. Yeah. B, you get the shit knocked out of you by Sandy. Yeah. What a strange situation as far as even Stevens, eh? Yeah, like, it was really, really weird, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I, I am even Steven. That's that's how it goes. Like <laughs> kind of one one step forward, one step back. Why the hell not? You know. That's, yeah. But you know, you can't let it get you down. You got to keep going. And uh, you know what? Uh, podcasting actually saved my sanity during that time because I was just like. You know, trying to hold it all in, and, you know, then it's like, you know, fuck everybody. You know, let, yeah. let, me, let me just scream at some people. So, yeah, you know. I, I yeah. remember the day, literally the day after the hurricane hit, we were back in the comic book store talking about it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just wanted to make sure you were okay and everything was okay. And Thank God we can... were on the same grid as the hospital, so, right. you know, we had electricity. Right. It was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, everything else, no one else had power except we did. It's like, well, what do we do now? Let's record a pod. Yeah, why yeah, not? All right. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you notoriously lost a lot of comics. Yeah, it, you know, I lost uh, about 95% of my collection. So, oh, yeah. yeah. But you know what? The, the really cool thing is, and nobody was hurt, uh, you know... All but I mean, how was the safe. outpouring support? Is actually like people. I saw so many people offering to help you rebuild oh my God, that collection. It was, it was um, pretty humbling. You know, you got people who are like, "Hey, I'll send you my comics from Nevada." I'm like, uh, dude, don't do that. You and the thing still stands. You know what? If you want to help out me, help out everybody else. Go donate your comics to uh, a local library. Get the kids into it. Absolutely. Me, I can yeah. find my own comics, but there are some kids out there who could probably use the um, the diversion. Right, right. Have you started recollecting for the collection? Or? Oh my god, yeah. I'm. It's it's insane. It's like I've upgraded to. I started going on um, to Omnibuy. You know, I've got like over a hundred Omnibus. Wow. Yeah, this is I, the, uh, I never know what the plural of on. Someone tell <laughs> me. It's Omnibuy, Omnibuses. This is the classiest your collection has ever been. Yeah, I know. Yeah, nice. yeah. Seriously, you know, yeah. you should go into to my comic 
library, you know, with your snifter of brandy and a cigar in your smoking jacket. Oh, Muffy, I'm going to be retiring to the library. <laughs> yes, I've got some superheroes to yeah, I've got to peruse the old new Teen Titans. Well, I hear a lot because you were mentioning on one of the 80,000 recordings we've done this weekend, yeah. how when you work in a comic shop, you tend not to collect as much because it's all kind of there and yeah, you can read it. Now he's just yeah. a cheap bastard. <laughs> I, I am, but you know, I, I'm there for the stories. So once I read the stories, you know what? Let someone else buy them and enjoy them. Right. I, I don't. I don't have a lot of room anymore. Ming doesn't I, have the collector mentality that you know a lot of right. us do. It's like yeah. I have to have that. Yeah. But you're you're such a huge toy guy, GI Joe wise and stuff yes, too. Do you collect the toys? I, I still collect the toys if yeah. I have something that I used to own. That I blew up with a firecracker at one point, or melted down uh, right. in an inferno. I'll get it back. Nice. And, but you know, I got I got to get it for the right price. Well, you guys kind of threw me off on the. Do you remember the episode uh, I was talking to you about this? The Hulk set that came on the show with the wristbands. The utility belt. Yeah. 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 The Hulk utility belt. I got pictures of my third birthday. I got that. Why? And my parents gave it to me. I was why? I mean, I was three why? years old, Mike. I know, but still, you, it's like, oh my god, let, let's see what we can get him. That's, I, I mean, I realized back in the day, our parents were button-down people who still fucking wore hats. I mean, yeah. really, you know? Yeah. I mean, no offense, but you we're all wearing almost everyone's wearing a hat here. Yeah. But I mean, they, they wore the fedoras and yeah, went proper. to. Smoked three packs of Luckies and, uh, you know, went to a soul-crushing job. These days, we don't really have that mindset. But comics back then were uh, written by dudes who were the three, you know, the button-down, three-piece suit yeah, guys. Yeah. And yeah. they went into work and you're like, oh, these comic books are really horrible. Because it was, you know, mostly DC that did it. But yeah, um, yeah. But it, our parents didn't... Um, I had a point. Our parents weren't really in tune with what we liked. Right, right. So for you to get the the Hulk utility belt, which makes no fucking sense well, whatsoever. The product itself makes no Absolutely. sense whatsoever. Why? Had a communicator and stuff. Yeah. The gamma, uh, yeah. the gamma and, and, voice changer. And, a belt. and, yeah. and had a belt. Why does the hell Hulk need yeah. a belt? Hulk, well, the dude rips out of those things. <laughs> yeah. But that's one of the Doesn't greatest have things. Money. Right. It's one of the greatest things about the show, despite you know the product itself, is just instantly I'm taken back to being three. Sure. Like I haven't laid eyes on that thing since I was three. And to see it walk into the store unopened just takes you back, you know? And it's awesome that your parents gave you this um, thing that you could probably hang yourself with <laughs> at three, especially. <laughs> Any number of ways you could end up dead. And, yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, so, renewed for yet another season. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's exciting. What you, Anything you can tell us coming? Or? Uh, I mean, we... Usually we get together and, you know, maybe brainstorm about things we'd like to happen or okay. things we'd like to see. But, uh, you know, more more, more hilarity, more action, yeah. more... More Ming and me getting our asses uh, <laughs> beaten, you know, completely shit on by The Brian wedding is still one of the most classic <laughs> episodes oh, cool. that Yeah, I, I, I yeah. try to forget about that. Not my proudest <laughs> moment. I don't... Well, it's, yeah, yeah. I, I thought I looked good in, in white. I thought I looked good in a, in a, in a blonde... I know, yeah, Ming Chen, we know you're not allowed wonderful to wonderful Mr. Wife. Fantastic, Mike. You know, it was it was great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you know what they... Uh, yeah. yeah. That was actually Rob Suit's wet... Rob Suit's. Rob Bruce's wetsuit that I actually borrowed. <laughs> so, it's kind of gross that I think that he probably peed in that. Oh, my <laughs> God. Did you get crabs? 
Did I get crabs? No, because then Rob would have to have crabs, and that would be proof that he had sex. So thank you. I was talking to Rob at Philly when we were just at the great Philadelphia Comic Con. What happened? You lose a bet? I got my lecture. You know, he told me what's what, but he. It was really cool. I didn't realize how involved he was in the show. I didn't know he was an EP. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, you, no, 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 no. He's an He said an EP, an executive producer. Uh, no, he, no he, not he even close. Publicly. No, not quite. I think there. they gave him the um, the name producer so he wouldn't ask for money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't believe everything Rob Bruce tells you. All right, or, or, yeah, or, yeah, or, I'm an executive producer. Because I sat down with him and I said, "Okay, I get it. You collect toys. You know pulp culture. But why is this shit so weird? Like, you got the weirdest little." Like toys that no one's ever heard of, and I don't know. He was explaining it to me, but just even what he does is so weird. Yeah, does that? Yeah, I can't it even is. explain it more than that. But he's he's just a guy, weird fellow. It is, but, but he's a good a, fellow, he's, not in a negative yeah, yeah. way. He's like I could go to a state. Well, I say it in a negative way. Oh my god, <laughs> you're, you're you're close enough. You can do that. Uh. <laughs> he's that guy who can make a, a, a living uh, out of other people's junk. And he's got that talent. He can pick out the he gems. Is, he is a living embodiment of the Fred Sanford yeah. effect. Nice. If you, if you throw enough shit in, into your front yard, people will actually be like, I wonder what's in there. It's, uh, it's a good way to go about things, yeah. I guess. You never know what treasures you're going to discover, you know. So listen, I don't want to keep you guys too long because I know you got fans at the table. Unless you want to chill, it's up to you. I'm giving you an out right now if you, need, if you want to take the out. You're going to take the out, Mike? Give us another five minutes. Yeah, give us another five yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. What, are you, what are you giving us a bum rush for? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You kick me out? What is this? <laughs> right Just trying to keep things happy, okay? Yeah, I like people like want to come back, but they will. You want to jump in here at all, Jimmy, being episode 43 of the Ninja Starship podcast? Well, it is no, nothing near the milestone of the 200s, but, you know, I'm chugging along. And, yeah. I, I mean, I got these guys. I got you guys. It's pretty amazing as it is. Yeah. Well, um, as we said to these guys, uh, you guys were nice enough to join us at the podcasting panel yesterday. That was a great time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you were birthed out of that podcast panel last I was. year. And I remember you sitting in the third row just wide-eyed and smiley yeah. like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to podcast. I mean, being birthed out of anything. <laughs> 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 well, uh, one of those anal breach births, huh? <laughs> even, uh, even deeper than that, I Sell Comics was one of the first podcasts that I ever listened to. Oh, cool. Thank and you. And I remember the exact moment I decided that I can do this because I was listening to you guys working second shift, sweeping the shop floor, and I'm like, listen to how much fun this can be. I'm like, I know I can do this for sure. That got me here, which then got me here. Yeah. So yeah I, I mean, sitting it's, at the big boys' no, table. At, yeah, the grown-up right? table. Uh, it's kind of cool how everything kind of just goes full circle like that. So it, wasn't weird it, great. it wasn't like, these guys are awful. I could do way better than this. No, yeah. it's like this. Because <laughs> that's also inspiration, and if, that, if, if that's how it happened, so be it. Oh, yeah, it was. It yeah. was it, I mean, it's, it's changed my life. And not just 100%. getting a pod with you guys. We get to call you label mates now. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? With the D and everything. It's Hell fantastic, yeah. you know? And I still, I'll publicly on episode 200 thank Bob and Dave for letting my little podcast all the way from Toronto be part of Podcast Detroit. So thank you guys. It's so great to be part of the team. And also, I'm going to give a quick shout out to the Points of Interest Podcast Network, uh, my friends in tight family for years. We've been running together, Josh and everybody. I, I love you all. So, as far as the show, how long is a sco- shooting schedule? Like, how long do you shoot for? We shoot uh, five days a week, sometimes on the weekends, but for two and a half months. Two and a half months? Yeah, July to September. That's all right. And how far ahead of release do you got? Like, when do you start filming season six? Oh, we're going to be filming July to September, and then October's okay. first one comes out, so... So it's finished right before any any episode yeah, yeah, airs. Yeah, pretty much. Ed- so everything's editing banged. while we're shooting. So yep. Oh, do they wow. expect? I know you guys are doing this. You kind of do it on your own. But is there any uh, expected like 
press tours that you got to do for the show? Or I'm sorry, like expected that? what? Do they expect you to do any uh, specific I, press tours or anything for the show? No, they don't. They don't no? do uh, press stuff for us a lot because yeah. we're not. They they already have their big guns at the the Walking Dead and Better Call Saul, so they got some name actors. And you got uh, you know four yeah. four jerk offs and uh, Kevin Smith, so <laughs> they don't need us. Yeah, if you if you if you road trip to Redbank, yeah, I'm here in July. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. road trip to Redbank. We'll get you in the background. Yeah, if you follow us uh, around online, you see we're at a con like almost every weekend. Oh yeah, that's kind of our organic press tour. Yeah, this our, is yeah. us actually taking it upon ourselves to get the the word out about comic book men. We've had some people come up and say, "Never seen your show, but you guys look like you're having fun." And really, we're like, yeah, yep. that's super cool. Yeah, it's after The Walking Dead. How do you not see? I know. It? Like, how do you um, miss it? <laughs> it's a mandatory watch. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people like, ah, screw this noise. Yeah. Ah, Hardwick was fine this week. Let's go to bed. You know. Right. Was it a hard decision for you guys to do the show? <laughs> no. no. That was a no-brainer. <laughs> no. yeah. I want to be know. on TV? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, How Walt long do I have to think about it? it? Right? What's the matter? Walt had issues with it. Did he not? Walt had huge issues with it. But, right. I mean, he's friends with Kevin. Kevin wanted it. Walt's like, all right. Yeah. 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 Uh, he is a friend, but do you get the pressure that you can't say no to Kevin? Or is it a debate? Or are you still oh, Let's put it this way. If it's Walter Bryan, they can. If it's Ming or me, we're like, yeah. yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. I mean, you, you've known him, what, you 20 years now 20 years. since he picked you up for doing years. the website? I, I don't think I've ever said no to him. So. Yeah, you don't want to say no to Kevin. Right. How long have you known Kevin? Um, I've actually known Kevin for about 15 years since I started working at the shop. Actually, I, I'd met him a couple times before that, but, I mean, right. like Kevin... Meets a, a million people a week. So sure, yeah. sure. How'd you get your knowledge? Is it just from sitting in the shop reading and you retain all that? Or? I don't. No, no. There's no? no reading at the shop. No, we we work at the shop. No, We're I mean in. from like back in the day because you like you're known for you know you got a pretty encyclopedic knowledge of like comic book history. Just retentive memory for like shit that'll never be relevant for anything other than this <laughs> specific thing. Right. That's right. exactly what it is for. You know, I can't remember my anniversary, but I can remember. The, Nah, it's not true. I, I remember. But has it been like since you've been reading kids, like comics since you were a kid? Like Absolutely. a child? Yeah. And yeah. I would just pick up on the, the minutia, the, the stuff that they throw in there. Because I don't know if you guys remember, but back in the, um, the late 70s, early 80s, when Jim Shooter was running Marvel, he would throw in little things. Like little, that's, that's where I guess they got uh, Easter eggs or the concept okay. of it. Okay. And they would, like, um, the fact that Magneto was Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver's father was because of John Byrne having that idea. And it was in X-Men 125 and I think the Avengers uh, 186, 85, 86. Okay. You know, their origin, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. So right, right. You're, but if you put the two of those books together, you're like, wait a minute, Magneto is their father. Right. Yeah. So not not a lot of people picked up on that. Yeah. It was it was just kind of subtle. You yeah. Know, very you know? subtle. So when you start picking up on stuff like that, it gets you excited, and you start like. like well, it was fun how they treated it subtly in uh, Days of Future Past. You know, like you didn't yeah. flat out say, "My dad, and my mom dated a guy who could do that." Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. I mean, it seems like they're going to address it more in the new one Probably. from the from the trailer. But uh, are you a fan of the X Men movies? Uh, they're okay. Yeah, I'm not as big as the the Avengers, but I mean, when the first X Men came out, I was like, that that was all right. Right. I mean, Wolverine in the comics, Wolverine was an ugly motherfucker who was like five foot four. Yeah, it was my height. Yeah, it was your yeah. height. And yeah, I'm not yeah. tall. By and <laughs> you're just thinking to yourself, man, he's way too pretty to be to be Wolverine, right? Yeah, yeah. Because he yeah, was he's he, pretty. You know, I always pictured a young Harvey Keitel. 
Or how about uh, a middle-aged Danny DeVito? Yeah, Danny DeVito. Joe Pesci. I said that yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Because all three of those guys are, like, really butt ugly. I mean, when you think about it, Harvey Harvey Keitel is probably going to come over to my house and kick my ass. But he's not really an attractive man. He does listen. He's got presence. (laughs) You know, he's got that, like, one of those um, chiseled faces. But you're looking at him, you're like, ew. Nice, nice. Yeah. I'm going to take uh, advantage of having you guys here to embarrass the hell out of somebody I know Ooh, who's li- not embarrassed, but he's about to get giddy. You and I spoke of him yesterday. I don't know if you've had a chance to read the book yet, but a very good friend of the show, artist Kevin Joseph of the book Tart, yes, uh, was so excited yes. when he met you guys at a show and you know gave you guys the book. I heard about that for a while. Yeah. He was so giddy. We- so I just want to publicly have you guys mention Tart right now. Yeah, and Tart was a great book. Tart you is didn't amazing. Have a chance I, to read I read it. it. It was very, very well done. It's one of my favorites. It's very unique. It's got yeah. an original like take to it, you know? It's uh, So you did enjoy it. Yeah, and visually it's great. Uh, Ludovic Saleh is that the uh, uh, the artist's name? Uh, yeah. I, I'm in love with the main character. Like my yeah. heart, My heart gets a little... Beats a little faster reading through that book. So yeah, it's, it's a great story. Too. Holy crap! Are you like dating yeah. this book now? I, I <laughs> if I could, I would, Mike. All right. If, if it's legal to date a comic book, it would be tart. I think I, your wife would have something to say about that. But hey, whatever goes on between you guys, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys doing Niagara Falls? We are not in Niagara Falls this year. We were oh, not yeah. invited to Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls. Me and Jimmy are going to be there. We'll make sure that the uh, the recompense yeah, comes for know, that because that's absolutely. Sure. When are we going to get you up to Canada? We, we've been to Canada a couple what have you times. We were up at Cape. Okay. We were at Niagara. Uh, yeah, Cornwall. We were up in Cornwall. Ontario. Yeah, at Cape. Uh, Cornwall, Cornwall area you, pop, pop uh, culture expo. There, right on. Okay. There's a, yeah, the up and coming show. Uh, they just completed their second year. Great show. And uh, yeah, you know, we should all well, go next year. You see, the thing is, in Toronto, it's hard because we are spoiled. You There's so much art, culture, education, opportunity, and, uh, you know, schools. Uh, there's a, there's a, I can name you six comic shops within a half hour of my house. Like, I think people forget how spoiler. In Ontario alone, Dave Finch, Jason Fabok, Ty Templeton, Ramon Perez, like, it just goes on and on. And it, it, it's an amazing thing. So it can get curmuddled, but it'd be great to have you guys up to Fan Expo sometime. Did you just say curmuddled? I did. I don't even That's know. Awesome. I make up words That's awesome. It's a great fucking word. They just kind of I'm going to borrow it. Yeah. You just tonied a word. I tonied a word. I totally Damn it. did. <laughs> yeah, Fan Expo and Forma, are you listening? Uh, Mike and I would love to come up. Please. Good, good. We'll make it official. It's a, it's such a beast. You know, yeah, I, I haven't been I to heard. San Diego or New York, uh, but Fan Expo, just, you know, having that as your hometown con is... It's just insane, you know? Jay, have you been so. to any of the other cons that they were saying they've been to in Canada? Because you were almost like, have you ever been to well, Canada? That's, sorry, that's why I went into that, that too, because been. there's a con every weekend. That's why I sorry, That's why I went into that. That was my point, was that, like, literally, there's I can't keep track of them all, you know? There's Con Guelph, Guelph Con, Hamilton Comic Con, GTA Con, like, uh, TCAF was just this weekend. I don't know if you're familiar with the Toronto Comic Arts Festival. It's at the Toronto Reference Library, and uh, comic artists only... Independent artists only, no trademark prints. Like you can't bring like you know your superheroes and stuff. It's got to be your original work. I guess everyone up there is afraid of buzz, huh? Well, it's free. Okay, it's also a free event, so anybody can just come in. And they're just trying to keep it low key and classy, kind of. They don't want it to turn into like a big Comic Con event. So I've got to miss it every year because I like coming here. Yeah, but you know, it, it's 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 a really neat event that there's so much different varied things to do in Toronto. Was my point. So we'll see you, you up know, there. We got to get you guys we'll up, see you there. up there. Yeah, it's good times. So uh, what's been your favorite points of the weekend? 
Just hanging uh, out, meeting people? Oh, we went to Greek Town last night uh, cool. with Katrina Law and Ivy Doom Kitty. That was a lot of fun. Nice. Cool. Ming's got a friend, Ed, who's uh, wandering around here someplace. And, uh, he, you know, we all went out to dinner. It was a lot of fun. Very good. It's, Very just, good. it's just great being back here. Uh, I, I grew up 30 minutes away Old in Hanover, Michigan. Boy. Yeah, yeah. Graduated from the University of Michigan. Right. And Motor City Comic Con was one of the first Comic Cons I ever went to. Wanted by the Michigan police. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, but the last time I was at a Motor City was 20 years ago. Wow. So I, I came. It was a lot smaller than this. It was not this big, shall we say. Yeah. Uh, weren't that many media guests. The biggest guest that year was James O'Barr. From the crow, right, right, right. I had it was interesting when he was here last year. It was either last year, or the year before. I went down for breakfast, and he had like a half plate and like half eaten plate of eggs in front of him on on the table, and his chair was like pushed out like five feet from the table, and he was just like literally like mouth agape, just staring into nothing. And I'm sitting there eating my breakfast, thinking. What's going through that guy's brain right now? Imagine you have a window in James O'Barr's brain. Yeah, sorry? Mostly bugs. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you read The Crow, probably some yeah. very dark thoughts going yeah. on there. At that Can I point. just, we've got, um, uh, I just want to point this out. Can I just state that Bob back there is looking, you're out Paul Sorvino, or Paul Sorvino. You look <laughs> phenomenal today. He's got the tuxedo shirt on with the velvet jacket. Wine color. Wine, it's a, it is, yes. It's Cabernet colored velvet jacket. You are just looking oh so godfather-esque. It's fantastic. No, no, you you look fantastic, sir. Cheers. Have you guys had the chance to meet Ty Templeton? No. No, really? Is he right behind me? Not no. not today. No. He's at TCAF, actually, probably. He's got an event coming up in Guelph very soon. It's, a, it's an evening with Denny O'Neill. Okay. And it's Ty Templeton and Denny O'Neill just chalking on the couch out in Guelph. And i got to score some tickets for that because that's going to be fantastic. But I just thought maybe because of invo- his involvement with Batman 66. Right. And I had a chance to sit down and talk to him about that. And uh, he couldn't say nicer things about Ralph. And uh, Ralph Garman? Yeah. Ralph Garman's one just... One of my heroes. Tell oh me about God. Ralph. Let's hear some Ralph talk. Oh, you, I'm, I am one of Ralph's biggest fans. Yeah. I love Ralph. Uh, we First time I ever met Ralph... Uh, we were going up to see a Hollywood Babylon at the Gotham Comedy Club in New York City. And uh, Brian Johnson, uh, his girlfriend, some friends of, of ours, um, and I, we, we went out to dinner first and then we were walking over. And he's outside smoking a cigarette and the procession comes up and Brian's like, hey, Ralph, and gives him a hug. And I'm like, I was starstruck. I'm like, oh, my God, that's Ralph Garman. And uh, through the line, and he comes, uh, I went up to him and said, hi, I'm Mike. And he's like, I know who the fuck you are. Ah. I'm like, oh, my God. He's like, yeah, I love your stuff. He said it just like that, too. Yeah. I know who the fuck you are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, Ralph Garman knows who I am. Yeah. Holy crap. That's super cool. Man, it, it, you know, so, some those Mondays when Hollywood Babylon doesn't come out, I'm so sad. Like, literally, I feel like my whole week's been shot. Yeah, of course. My all-time favorite podcast. So it's, like, it's like unbelievably brilliant. It's it like is. It's a drug. It you is. You don't get it. Yeah. You can't function. Well, the 200th episode was in Toronto, and my beautiful wife here was kind enough to get me tickets for my birthday. Yeah. And what nice. What an event. I mean, to see it live, you hear it every week, but when you're there live, it's 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 cool times. Let me get your perspective, guys, because, uh, you know, as you've been growing, you know, what's it like to be sitting here? talking to these guys you know it's kind of humbling actually it? it's pretty yeah. awesome why uh, humbling guys, these guys are mainly just sit around with their friends and talk yeah, comic we, books they're not really interviewers so it's got to be trippy it's no, super, 
okay, you can take humbling. I, I just feel more. No offense, but we're all podcasts. We're all yep. sitting at the same. Hell yeah. Exactly. yeah, we are all at the same table yep. eating the same same meal. Like yeah. we're all cheers. eating off the same corpse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's you, the listener. No, yeah. I, I would say though because uh, Derek here is new to my podcast uh, within the last uh, year, yeah. even that. But having done it for multiple years, I would say at first, yeah, I would be scared as shit being here with you guys, being like, "You've done this forever. I'm gonna mess up this that." I've grown to know that mistakes happen. Own it. Be yourself. Hell yeah. Just have fun. So sitting here, Jay, like I've told you too, you've just made 200. We started around the same time, but you were someone that we looked up to. And through your kind of just saying you're doing a good job, like, sweet, let's keep doing it. Um, We've done it, and we've got to 200 now too, and we're going to keep on going. I don't think I'm ever going to stop this. I'll be 60 years old, still going to cons, still want to record stuff with my friends. Because it's just something fun to do. Whether we make money from it, whether we get sponsors from it, when we do everything else, that doesn't matter. That's secondary to just hanging out with some friends and recording our voices. And if people listen, sweet. Yeah. Yeah, Imagine absolutely. the sweet audio equipment they'll have when we're 60 to be able to do this on. <laughs> it will be know? able to broadcast straight out of our brains. Oh, yeah. yeah, everything. <laughs> right? You don't, don't even know have to talk. They want to hear what I'm thinking. But. <laughs> well, to bring it down to the other level, it's kind of weird. I, I have gotten a little used to doing a lot of moderation at shows and stuff. You know, I'm not quite as intimidated by the celebrity level as I would have been. But now it gets a little flipped on me. This individual here, Mr. Dave Patterson, behind us of the Dave's Nerd Compendium, another guy, you know, it's weird to say. I can't even say it now, but I helped inspire this guy to get his show going. And it's weird when you hear that. You know, I'll come all the way to Michigan from Toronto to have someone be like, oh, I love your show, man. It's like, what? You listen? Someone listens? Like, it is humbling. You know, it's a crazy experience. But like you say, it puts us all on the same level, you know? And for you to just be so easy, like, I'd love to talk to Mike Zapsick. Tweet. Oh, sure. Let's do it. Okay. Good times. You know? It's, yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. And if you don't ask, the, the answer is always no. I mean, you got a TV show. You have a family. You have kids. You know, it's I got a, to spend I got a couple an hour minutes. on me is like crazy. In Not at mind. all. In your mind, yeah. well, get that out of your mind. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah, it's, more it's, importantly, Mike, you got a voice. You got a voice. You're using that voice. To yeah, podcast. we are. And we've got opinions, and we've got shit we want to say, and most of them, are, most of them are curses. So that's great. Yeah, 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 that's it works good. out perfectly. It's more authentic that way. Well, yeah. I was kind of talking to you last night, Ming, about uh, you know it's it's hard when you must get asked to get your photo taken a thousand times a day, and you're like, no, love it. It's not that hard. Yeah, it's not. It's not See, that hard. Yes, thank you. You know, it's this is not a difficult job, yeah, gentlemen. Fighting this a war is, is hard. <laughs> fighting a fire is hard. Right. Fighting a fight is hard. This is not hard. Well, how okay? How's it go as far as actual like? just regular days working at the stash how many people are like on in a day like all four of you guys aren't there every day are you no it's me and walt mostly and ming ming pops in and out uh you know five days a week so yeah it's we go about our business and we we do you know help people yeah and you got your awesome side projects cryptozoic man and stuff you know that had nothing to do with us so even though ming likes to suckle at that teeth yeah no i wouldn't have heard of it if it wasn't for you guys you know what i mean probably i might have but yeah i definitely did because of you guys you know the podcast and uh going to conventions these are our side projects and we there you go yeah but yeah otherwise you got we're we're running a store yeah we're running in a retail outlet And I do have a couple of things that I have to do, like, within the next two weeks, because I set myself a deadline. But we, we actually lost uh, a member of uh, the Ming and Mike podcast. Right, yes. Uh, Mark Costello, good time fellow. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, yeah he, he un- unexpectedly passed away. And 
We're, we're kind of at a loss of we'll, we'll soldier on, and but his third seat's always going to be the third seat. It's his we'll be in perpetuity. Um, you know, we might have people on to, to help out, you know, do some of the heavy lifting. So, But um, I, I made myself a deadline that I was going to finally finish up our book and record project that Ming and I have been talking about for 100,000 so, years. So for that. Um, I had the Return of the Jedi 45 one. All right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we're going to put that up put that up on uh, Kickstarter. And we're going to do... Uh, I. There's another thing that we're supposed to do that I can't really talk about because it's right, not right. our project per se, but yeah, yeah. has to do with um, a couple of other guys. Right. So, As much as I want to keep this exciting, 200 episode good times, I cannot go without at least offering some condolences to the friends and family of Darwin Cook. Yes. Uh, we just heard the situation on Friday, and the very next day he's taken from us. So uh, condolences. Uh, guys got any memories or thoughts on his incredible work? I loved his, uh, I mean, God, where do you start? Batman Ego, that was great. Uh, Justice League, New Frontier. Redefining, I mean, that was in Elseworlds, but it was so Darwin Cook. Yeah, he owned it. Owned I know, it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I mean... You can just see the love of the silver hat, uh, the silver age that this man had. So, yeah, you know, yeah, condolences to, to his family and friends. So, uh, yeah, we'll pep it up. What are you guys reading these days? What's got your uh, what's well, a lot of boat? Darwin Cook? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me just drag that down back into the sadness. But now, um, Mike's just bent to keep this miserable, aren't you? I, you can. I'm I'm on a. Uh, they just announced on Friday that Darth Vader is being canceled. What? Darth yeah. Vader from I didn't Marvel. hear that. The yeah, book's being canceled at yeah, number 25. Is it not selling? Or? No, it has nothing to do with the sales. It has to do with story arcs. And I'm like, what are you... Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah surely you can keep rules. this going. It is one of the best comics yeah, out there. Like, Bar none. It's better than like three quarters of the dreck that's out there. So What are they thinking like it was a hard transition for me because i've been a dark horse kid for like as long as i can remember since right. the early 90s like i didn't come into star wars through the movies at all they were just uh. movies i'd heard of growing up i saw jedi i liked the ewoks lightsabers were cool but when i started reading the novels and they started coming out in the comics i was like this is the craziest story yeah dark ever. empire dark yeah. empire so that's too. why i'm more excited yeah. for episode eight than i was for seven because there'll be some jedi training some temples more jedi stuff so oh, you're a Jedi yeah, guy. Yeah, it's it's not I'm so much the Sith. movies. It's, well, just uh, this Jedi Sith. You know, I like lightsabers, and Force Awakens had one that I'd already seen a million times and another weird one. Yeah. But it was a weird transition because that's 20 years of people wor- people's work. Like, the EU was so expansive. Yeah. Like, I think there was 40,000 years of history. And now they're like, done, start over. And I was very happy to see that it went well, most of it, and especially Darth Vader. It was it was fantastic. It was the so perfect good. bridge between yeah. A New Hope and whatever came after. That's so, so disappointing. Yeah, yeah. I guarantee they'll come out with another series of it, but it will be then like the renumbered. Everyone will get geeked for it coming back again. So that's such uh, an obvious cash grab. What they've been doing in comic books for the last ten years now of cancel, renumber. Try like, the this. last thirty years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that really does bum me out, man. Because like I canceled all the other. Star Wars on my pull list except for Darth Vader and I didn't hear about that till just now. Oh, I'm so, so yeah. sorry. You, you witnessed yeah. heartbreak right, oh. right, right here. Right and here. even the right Star here. Wars book is like meh. Yeah. yeah. It's it's all right but meh. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but that Vader was If you weren't deep. sucked into the Darth Vader comic from I think it's issue 1 where he lifts the star or stormtrooper up in front of him to block blaster fire. Yeah. 
that's what I mean. I was like, this, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. This is so amazing, and it's yeah. just such a plus. Yeah. It's like it was kind of cool that they shared panels with the other run of Star Wars. You know, kind of back and forth. But well, that's what I was. The one thing cool about Star Wars when it started, I went right off the bang. You're at, you're on Endor, and then all of a sudden there's Green Squadron. Yeah, and they're like, no, Han, we're not done. There's yeah. still a bunch <laughs> of guys hiding behind that moon over there, and it just keeps rolling. It's yeah. not like. Yep. Two months later, three months later, the story just kept going. Yep. You know, which was one of the big problems I had with throwing out a lot of the canon. Some of it still fit. Like the, the original uh, Tartakovsky cartoon, The Clone Wars, that were right. like the two minutes. The end, how Mace Windu crushes uh, Grievous's chest. And that's why in the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, he's like, oh, oh. Because the cartoon literally goes into it. Yeah. And Darth Plagueis, the novel... Which is my favorite all time. I don't know if you've read it, but it's, no. it's absolutely amazing. If you like Darth Maul, his whole life story is in it. And it's it's I, really cool. I it happens don't, but at okay. the same time as a sit fan of Menace, and it actually improves the movie a little, even though it's hard to think that's possible. But, you know, it was that's how it was, and it worked out. It was cool, man. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's confusing for me. Did you guys read the C-3PO book? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got Just the right arm. Just to find out about the right yep, arm yep, and stuff. Yep. I read it. It was interesting that they went that route to explain something that was the most, well, one of the most, what the fuck's with that red arm right. that we're seeing in the movie, that they went to the comic books to kind of give that story away. I, personally, as a comic book fan, thought that's excellent. I want to see more cross-promotion in yep. things yep. and yeah. tie it all together. And it was actually interesting. I did like that book, and it was I like I like nice and closed stories, knowing that it's going to be like a five part issue, a four right. part issue, and just knowing okay, I can get it all pretty quickly, and it doesn't have to run its course and then fade out to nowhere. But I just seeing if you guys read that and what you thought. Yeah, about I did, that yeah, one. it was a great it was a great story. It just really tightly written one issue story, uh, and um, get to get a little more insight into. Uh, uh, what goes through the minds of all the different droids that, that we've seen in all seven movies? Yeah, and like what they, how they feel, and how their emotion is, and are they just reprogrammed half the time? Right, and and what their roles are in the universe is really cool. Yeah. I don't know. You said something about crossovers. Did you notice the crossover in like Darth Vader Five? No. no. They had the uh, the Chitauri ships. Oh yeah, those living yep. things. They're they're flying oh around God, in there. It's like those, yeah, yeah, weren't they? Yeah, dude. Yeah. They can wow. do that now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he said. Yeah. He's like, wow, this is really. Dr. Afra's like, wow, this is really cool. He's like, yes, if you if you prefer monstrosities. Mm. And it's like, yeah, all right. We're going to see him in the Avengers. I would love to see Darth Vader take on the Avengers. <laughs> oh, Darth Vader man. comes down, takes out Iron Man. <laughs> so, what are you guys' feelings on the rebirth situation? I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I'm hoping that uh, Jeff Johns has that vision. You know, we haven't seen him in, um, you know, writing a lot of DC comics for a while because he's doing the creative control yeah, thing. Yeah. And I'm hoping that uh, Rebirth, you know, kicks everything off. And there are going to be times when stories suck. It's just part of, like, the cycle of life, right. I suppose. Yeah. And, of course, they're going to reboot with number ones again, except for Detective and Action. Yeah. Which is kind of cool when you think about the continuity, how long long ago it goes. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have a creative team, and I've, I've said this on I Sell Comics so many times that people get sick of hearing it. You know what? If you're DC and you're number two, be number one by grabbing creative uh, teams, signing them on for a year, 
and saying, listen, unless we come back and we both agree to, to continue, you're done after a year. Right, right. Yeah, it makes sense. It's a yeah. smarter move, you know? I mean, but, I liked the new 52. I didn't like all of it. Uh, you know, I think you guys would know better than I working in the shop if it was a good shot in the arm or not for the industry. But at thought, the beginning, of course, yeah, it was good because there was you know not everything was great, but I really like Justice League and yeah. it gave us Capullo Snyder, one yeah. of the most insanely cool runs in the yeah. history of comics. It's it's it's. You guys, I've heard you talk about it. You guys enjoy oh, yeah. the series. I, I, yeah. I love them both. They're Sad great. Sad to see it end, man. Yeah, well. I'm glad he's sticking on Batman, though. Capullo's going to keep going. Or, yeah. Is he still no, Snyder's. Snyder's, Snyder's going to stick on it. Right? He's going to be on All-Star Batman. So. Yeah, right, right, right. That's but, exciting. I mean, I just want to get people in there who know how to draw, who know how to write, and not do this, like, whole, you know, Superman's got uh, blue jeans and a T-shirt. Superman's yeah. got this. Superman's, you know... Superman, Superman, Superman. Yeah. If you're gonna, if you're gonna start over from scratch, then start over from freaking scratch. Everybody, not you can't keep the Green Lantern Corps as the Green Lantern Corps. Okay. Yeah. Start back from square one, where okay. it's like year one, and everybody is learning how to use their powers or learning how to be not quite a dick. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, I love the Flashpoint paradox. And they made yeah, the that's yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah. But they made a really big. Uh, mistake they had 52 titles to play with why not make each one of those their own separate universe and only cross over for very specific things that's uh, the 52 and there are 52 universes out there yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's right. something to try. You know, I love that because people always get upset at like uh, one version of something, like you know the whole Batman versus Superman debacle. But most people seem to like Batman. But I'm like, just wait five years and you're going to get three more different versions. Of course, like you know how many Batmans has there been? It's countless. Here's another thing. How about Detective Comics is Batman from the 30s and. Yeah. You know, Batman is Batman in the 70s or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You got like 400 Batman titles out there. Yeah. Each one of them gets their own universe. You're, you've got a different uh, Batman out there doing something. Well, I think that's DC's strongest thing, actually, is that they have the multiverse and they can do things like, the, you know, like uh, Flashpoint. And but they don't. for the shows. I know. That's like, how do you have this awesome device that you're just not taking enough advantage of, you know? And it's hard for me because I'm a DC kid. Yeah, I've always been a DC kid. Like I like Marvel, but DC has always been it for me. You know, my first comic book was a Green Lantern Corps comic book. Okay, uh, that and an Archie book uh, for the drive to the cottage when I was like five or six. Sure, so yeah. That's how I got into comics. You know, so it's always that special place in my heart for that stuff. You know, but I'm looking forward to Rebirth. You know, it's something new again. I guess. But, I am too. Yeah, yeah. That's a good starting know? point, especially if you're coming in. You know, coming back into comics. Yeah. Like, yeah. where do we start? There's all this issue 47. Like, no. Here's a, here's a starting point for you. Right, you right. Know. Well, you've been getting more into comics. It's been newer for you because you had that time out, as a lot of people do. You know, yeah. How has this been getting back into these exciting stories and stuff? Man? It's cool. I mean, I find myself doing a lot of pick and choose. I can't take in on everything. I tried. It, right. it doesn't work. Right. Um, you know, I got brought into comics, uh, you know, being young by Spawn, issue five, Billy okay. Kincaid, you know, the Ice Cream Man story. And that was like the coolest, darkest thing I've ever seen, especially at that age. So, I, I mean, I, I started reading Spawn like crazy and then getting into other comics. And then, you know, I uh, started dating girls and I stopped reading comics, <laughs> you know. And I thought you were going to a darker place. And I started dating Spawn. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> Mike, how long have you been married? 
Uh, I've been married for 16 years. Okay, so uh, when did you know her long before you started dating, or? Uh, I, I knew her for about a, um, We started dating after we knew each other About six months Okay, did she know what she was getting into? Yeah, we, we actually met because of comic books Okay, uh, that's cool We so met, we became friends We, we both had she, She'd been married before So she was going through a divorce And she's like, I don't want to make the same mistake I made before And uh, so we were just friends Until she's like Now we're not friends anymore So <laughs> she yeah. would, Whenever she let you know Yeah, exactly Well <laughs> Yeah. Ever so meet my wife? She's still a reader. Or? She uh, just got into Promethea. Okay. She, I mean, raising the kids and working and all sorts of stuff is uh, kind of made it really tough for her to be a fan. Still, she was huge fan of uh, the X Men. So you know, especially the the cartoon got her back into it. Right. Right. Uh, that did a lot. People loved that cartoon. Yeah. I, I yeah. think I was yeah. a tad old at the time. Same thing with Power Rangers. This guy's a Power Rangers freak. He lives Power Rangers. I, oh, was just, I thought it was the cheesiest thing I'd ever it's seen. It's very cheesy, time. but you can never be too old for the uh, the X Men TV show. No, yeah. the animated yeah, series. Possible. No. What was Batman animated series for me? That, that was that was that that's, maybe the that's greatest a, cartoon. A, a whole other page. Yeah, yeah, yeah that that rules. around the same time. Yeah, not too much different. Did you guys see the trailer for the Killing Joke that yeah, just came I did. out? A little weirder than I expected. I as far know, as I'm the actually excited style, about it being hey? that weird. Yeah, like I knew they'd go with it. Not surprised they got the R, but then when I actually saw the style, it's like oh, that's that's not quite in keeping with what they've been doing at Warner Brothers. No, but know? I dig it. I yeah, think it's yeah, cool. you like it. Yeah, yeah. I'm that, That's the way they go ahead. What I was just gonna say, I'm interested to see the scene where when he buys the the, the you know fairground and he's got that thing sticking out of his yeah. hand and poisons the dude. Like that's the one scene that I'm really looking forward because that grin. You know, after he does that, you're like, oh, this yeah. is good. Well, that's why I'm so stoked for... That's always been my Joker. The absolute lose-it maniac, like, yeah, crazy, crazy Joker. And I, that's, like, I did prefer Nicholson to Ledger. I did not like Ledger. Like, Heath Ledger was I'm with you. brilliant. Yeah. But Jack... Like, he, like you know how the, the line, uh, wait till they get a load of me, yep. is the yep. famous line? Yep. That's not the part that gets me. He's got the newspaper, and he says, wait till they get a load of me. And he puts the newspaper down, and he just starts looking around the room going, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I think that's a little more we're going to get from Lido. I'm not a huge fan of the damage. I like the tattoos, not the damaged on the forehead. Yeah, yeah. But I like... The, the 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 visuals we've seen from suicide and like, I'm not a big fan no? of it. I don't like the grill. I don't like the tattoos. Because yeah, the grill's I, you, not great. Do you honestly think that the Joker would just no, sit there and, and get tattoos? No, no, he wouldn't. Are you still thinking he's the true Joker? Yeah. No, he might be Jason, he's Jason Todd. Todd Joker. Oh, you think they might yeah. do that? Uh, it's a theory. It's a theory. Wow, that's yeah, that could make sense. Yeah, Batman yeah. Begins or the Batman uh, Beyond. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Some of the line. imagery though, like when he's got the tux on. You see the one part where he's got the tux. I'm not excited for not Suicide Squad. Really? No, not, not even a little bit. I'm kind of stoked for it. You yeah. know, it's uh, what is it about it? Too dark? Too gringy? Too what? I don't know. I think it's about. I think it's too, too hot topic for Mike Zapsic uh, for his taste. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you were so lucky you're not sitting next to me because I completely missed that. So <laughs> no, it's too hot topic for you. Uh, they yeah. are hot topic. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, it's very and it's very like inclusive because I mean it, my my Deadshot and a lot of people's Deadshot 
It's he's a bitter white guy. Yeah. You know, it, it yeah. could have been Ben Affleck from uh, what paycheck or, uh, or no? Or and confused or yeah. Like, yeah, one of those guys. Ben so. Affleck, yeah. yes. And then now it's Will Smith because you know we have to be inclusive. Because Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. and because of Hollywood. Yeah, and yeah. I, I don't think that he's a terribly great actor. That was actor. Uh, Mr. Ostrander's one point to it. He's very much looking forward to it, but he thinks the biggest change they've made is with that character. Okay, th- he's like he doesn't quite like. I like Will Smith. I think he'll be fine. Not quite the character I designed or envisioned, no. but you know. No, he's a bitter white guy who's like, I don't care about anything, and the only the only time I feel alive is when I'm about to to be killed. Yeah. So yeah. and. It's so does, frustrating. Does, does Will this... Smith actually have that about him? Not even a little no. bit. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it's so frustrating being a DC fan and wanting it to be so good, wanting the cinematic universe to work so well, and it just not getting there. What are we doing? No, I'm just making sure. <laughs> Ten minutes? Yeah. Very good. Cool. Um, yeah, so, you know, we want it so bad. I'm, I'm dying for some, you know... Not that I... See, I didn't hate Batman versus Superman. I completely understand everybody's problems with it. It had major sure. problems. But I have to admit, just Martha. the two bat scenes... Well, the two bat scenes were enough for my money. Yeah. You know, the, when the light goes by and he's up in the corner. Yeah. And then the, the saving Martha scene. That alone, for me, was like, so please let Affleck... Yeah, that it's was It's so weird grand. that we're like, Affleck... Please save us. No, Martha, I was, no, Martha should have died in that movie. Yeah, That's all the, I'm saying. Who's saying Mar- it? Martha should have died in that movie. Which Martha? Superman's Martha. Oh, wait, because the other Martha was already dead. She was already yeah, gone, yeah. Say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, she probably would have been cut down by crossfire, absolutely. Yeah. But my whole thing is they could have cleaned that up. Just save my mother. How about just... It doesn't even have to say save Martha. Yeah. Yeah. How about just save my mom? Yeah. Because yeah. that would have gotten him in the gut same as, you know... Oh, if, absolutely. Yeah. Wow, well, your mom's name is Martha, not? too? Civil War, uh, he killed my mom. Not he killed my mother. It's yeah, the way he, he says, killed he killed my mom. mom. Yeah. You're like, holy yeah, like, shit. Yeah, like it's a lot. Tony's dad, broke. Yeah, he, he killed, killed my, my mom. Yeah. Tony's yeah. broken half right now. It's, Dude, uh, I, was so, I was so team cap going into that movie. Me too. Until that happened. We and he has Bucky, and he's yeah. like, yeah. do you even remember them? Like, I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm all Team Tony right now. Yep. Like, yeah, no, yeah. We thought no, it was but- all wrapped up nicely, and they're friends, and then he sees the video. You're like, oh, yeah, no. there it comes. Oh, no. But when he says, you know, do you remember? And he says, I remember them all. I remember them all. But yeah. that, then just, you could see the anguish in his face. Oh, yeah. It's like, I remember yeah. them all. Like, you know, I don't want to do this. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's- and Tony above all of them should know yeah. about that. You know, yeah. you know what I thought was crazy, and I only and I only know this because I, I when I came home from watching that, FX was playing all the movies, and right. I watched Captain America: The First Avenger. Uh-huh. The part where they're at the the Stark convention, okay, and you have Bucky and Cap, who's not Cap yet, yeah, watching Howard Stark, who then later creates Captain America and is killed by Bucky. You see what I was saying? I was oh, like, yeah. my yeah. And I started thinking about that. Yeah, you know? it goes around, man. But they yeah. such a still didn't touch song. on any of Phineas Horton. That's the thing that the the man of the future. I was like, come on, where's the Human Torch? No, you got to Yeah, I guess. Yeah, they can't use it because of Fantastic Four. So it was, at least they got the chance to put Spidey in there and yep. did it well, right? I mean. You know, that, that how strong they made him look was the best thing about oh, it. Yeah. I know the quips were funny and everything, but, you know, they made a point to make Spidey look strong. Like, yeah. this is a whole other level. 
we're going a whole, a whole other level well, here. Well, that's the thing, though. So, that uh, whole movie, all the characters seemed real, though, where Batman vs. Superman, they felt cardboard. They felt yeah. just their One game. note. Yeah, and that's where I, I have... Even Man of Steel felt a bit that way, and I am actually one of the few people that kind of enjoyed how Man of Steel ended with him actually killing Zod. Like, yeah. that was actually something that felt real. I don't care who you are. I understand Superman's, like, you know, the, the perfect, you know, Boy Scout, but first time coming into powers and this killer guy, I think you're going to actually maybe kill the guy to stop him. And that was the first real thing that I felt in, in a Warner Brothers DC movie, and then now it's, yeah. it's back to what it is. And yeah, where for Marvel, sure. they do it good. Good times and good talks. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I cannot thank you out there enough for supporting this show. 200 episodes. Uh, we're Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Uh, we're going to keep bringing them. I ain't stopping. This mouth is far too loud, and this brain is far too full of crap that it needs to spit out. So we're going to keep bringing it at you. Tony, Derek, DrunkOnComics.com. Everybody go check it out. It's been an amazing journey to do this with you guys Love all you, along Jay. the way. Thank you for Going all fast. your support. You know, Jimmy, same thing. Hasn't been long, brother, but it, it, it's been a journey already and an adventure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ming, thank you for being so for the little guy. So for us, and just being willing to help out. And, I am the little know. guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta represent what I am. Exactly. Yeah. Like, no, congratulations. Yeah. Seriously. Thank you, man. And of course, all the way from the beginning, uh, some kid in his basement on his laptop, Michael Zapsik. Thank you so much, sir. My pleasure, man. Yeah. Keep, keep on rocking. I cannot believe I'm about to say this, but kids, for episode 200 of An Elegant Weapon, the chromium cover. The chromium cover. That's all we're gonna have this week. The Drunken Ninja Weapon Podcast. The Drunken Ninja Weapon (laughs) Podcast in the D with Ming Chen, special guest, blah, whatever it was. Kids, I love you all. We'll be back next week. Ray Park, bitches. Take it easy. That's the show.